0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Data Femme, where we engage you with stories of how innovators across the globe are using data to achieve new heights in their respective industries. I'm Danielle, founder of Decaio Data. There's a huge thunderstorm here in New Orleans, so I'm sharing my vocal track with timely apocalyptic booms in the background. I have a very special guest for you today, Christine Tay. She is a former data analyst turned financial coach. She owns her own practice and has several life changing money related insights to share with you. I know that you told me that you started your career, at least earlier in your career, you were a data analyst, and then now you're running your own financial coaching company. So if you can tell us a little bit about how you started with data and transitioned, that would be really interesting.
1: Yeah, sure. So basically, um, I was born and raised in the Philippines um and in the philippines if you don't know that we don't have a middle school so we go to we start college at the age of 16 and most people graduate college at the age of 20 you know not like here is around 22 years old right so when i was 16 of course um i didn't know what to major i mean most people who are 16 year old or even older don't even know what they want right so basically um I asked my aunt, she already lived here in the U.S., I was still in the Philippines, so I asked her for advice, like, what should I major in? And then she pretty much told me that, um, you know, why don't you major in computer science because you get a good job. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know any better, right? Had I known better, I would probably major something finance related because, you know, that's what I love. So basically, I major in computer science, so I finished, um, you know, I, I finished three years of that in the Philippines. Then we immigrated here um, before I finished my undergrad, so I ended up having to transfer all my classes here. So it took me a lot longer because, you know, I mean, um, they wouldn't transfer all my subjects from from a foreign country. So I was was working full time and um, going to school at night. And I think, I mean, the first couple of years, I was just working whatever jobs I could get, right? It was like technician, analyst, HR, mostly data entry stuff. So after I finished my undergrad, so my first job was actually in uh, data analytics because I didn't want to be a software engineer. And I, you know, I just hate to just sit and code. But SQL, I like SQL, you know, especially Microsoft SQL. And I, I thought... For me it was easy, it made sense. So, um and data analysts, you don't have to program, you know, whole day. So to me that was um it fit me. So I was like, you know what, I'll get started on this. And then I pretty much stayed in that um career for I don't know, at least it was at least ten years. And then what happened was that, you know, you came to a point as you grow older, you start to question yourself. You're like, is this what I want to do forever? Blah blah. I mean, like, I've always had my moments where I'm like, I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to do this. You know, like, there's it's always that nagging feeling, right? So I, when I would start working with a, a spiritual life coach, so she, um, she encouraged me to, to explore, um, you know, I don't know, some sort of personal finance related. So she actually started telling me, you know, you you love personal finance you love talking about money and stuff like that why don't you start you know be a financial coach so i started doing that uh on the side on nights and weekends that was september 2016 and then um what i realized during my full-time job i was still in data analytics and i was like you know what i don't really like this and i wasn't quite ready to quit my job you know a corporate job the steady paycheck the benefits and all that So I said, maybe I'll switch my career to something in finance. But in corporation, there's only a corporate finance. So I I switched over to corporate finance, which is corporate FP&A. And then I did that for maybe one year. But, you know, I didn't really like it either because corporate finance is so different from personal finance. So I think after a year, then I, I decided I had to make a hard decision into like, do you want to pursue my dream to be a full-time entrepreneur or just keep doing what I'm doing? Just, just suck it up and then <laughs> go to work, drag myself to work every single day, you know, nine-to-five job. So I, I you know, I, I told myself, you know what, um, I'm just going to do this, be a full-time entrepreneur. And then, you know, I'm going to do it for a year. I'm going to have a good exit plan. So I did um, save some money. I make sure that, um, you know, I have a strategy, I'm going to do my best, you know, my at least 100% into this for the first year. And if things doesn't work out, I'm just going to go back to corporate. And luckily, things have been working out and I'm approaching my one year anniversary on May 3rd. So, so yeah, things I'm, I'm very grateful for where things have gotten me so far. Well,
0: I will have to wish you a very happy anniversary on May 3rd. That is so exciting. And you had me at Spiritual Life Coach. I know that our data and financial fields can be very numbers-based and all about um, zeroing in on the facts we see on our spreadsheets. So I'm curious, what made you turn to Spiritual Life Coaching as a source of guidance for your career?
1: I think when I found spirituality, um, you know, just, you know, taking the meditation class, like studying that, the law of attraction, just just really going, you know, inside of yourself. And I think it just clicked with me. Like, I just felt like I found myself when I got to that point. And then, then I hired a spiritual life coach and then fell into place. When I do work with my clients, I do integrate a part of my spirituality there. Like, for example, like, when we talk about, you know, um if people have issues with their money, so not it all boils down to they have issues with their relationship with money. So so we really dig deep, like, you know, how is your relationship with money? Like, um, how do you feel around money? And then we have to really go deep, go to their past, like what happened, like why do you have such anger towards money or like why do you overspend and stuff like that? Like everything all boils down to you know, some part of your past and then we have to go heal all the traumas. Well,
0: that's a good lean in to talking about what your strategy is overall with your clients. I know that each client is obviously different, but what would you say are the common threads between how you interact with all of their finances?
1: But yeah definitely each client are different that's why when a prospect comes to me and asks me do you have an outline for your fourth session for your eighth session and the thing is that i don't have an outline everyone's so different you know like everyone's so unique all i can say is that you know like typically for this type of issue if you have issue with your relationship with money like you don't feel good about it then we will need at least a minimum eight session but for people who Already have a pretty, you know, good relationship, semi good, and then they just want to focus on the practical aspect of money. Then we will just, we can just do it for session. So, so let's just say a person has issues with, you know, pretty much they have negative cash flow, they have a lot of debt and stuff like that. So we will, um, so I incorporate the practical aspects So we'll we'll definitely start working on their budget. So the first thing is that they really have to focus on their budgeting like they um it's about building the awareness where is your money going then usually when people start budgeting especially for those who never start budgeting so it can be a challenge because there's so much stuff that comes out they're like oh i hate budgeting i hate looking at my money i i hate doing this doing that so then we'll have to work through all of that so we i ask them a lot of hard questions so they have to be you know they have to be really committed and open so we go through a lot of exercises. I ask them a lot of questions about their past. And then we really dig deep. And then it's, it's about, like, exploration and then awareness of things. Like, usually when it clicks with the client, then, you know, the change usually just happens once they start when realization start happening and when the awareness and then we start to shift some of their mindset and then i'll help them you know have positive affirmation to work on stuff i i help them with their healing of their traumas and then um and also bring bring back up a lot of pain that needs to be healed and forgiven and let go so that's that's a lot of the spiritual aspect of that part
0: will power to you. It can be really hard to get out of a negative mindset when it comes to budgeting or hesitancy to budget. And especially now in times of uncertainty, it's hard even to know how to budget. And speaking of that, I do want to turn the focus to current events a little bit because I know that the tax deadline has been postponed from April to July and i want to know how that is affecting your advice to your clients and how you think it'll affect the economy at large if at all
1: so i think with the taxes and all i mean like yes i know it was extended but i do encourage people to still do their taxes as you know as fast as possible because of the you know first of all there's a stimulus check so a lot of people um, I've encountered. I mean, I do. I work seasonally for TurboTax as well, so I get to talk to a lot of people. And most of the questions that come in are their stimulus check because sometimes they haven't done their 2018, 2019 taxes. So IRS doesn't have a way to know what is your AGI or even if you qualify or even your bank account. So, so that's one main reason for doing that. And then, and then in terms of like the economy, I mean, I know a lot of people. I mean, some people got. Uh, you know unemployed and all of that so that's why for me it's so critical like if, if you're my client then i will make sure that you're always um ready for any events that happen i don't want you to the vic- to be the victim of like okay events happen and you're just like your mood start to shift up and down because of events right so if you are in control of your finances and then you know exactly where your money is at, you have a great relationship with money, none of this should sway you very much. So for me, like, for example, I mean, the investment tank, right? I mean, every everybody <laughs> tank, right? So, so I mean... So for me, I don't even look at my investments right now because like, I know it's just going to make me depressed or sad. I'm human too. I'm a financial coach. But if you look at your number and then it goes down by whatever many percent, two-digit percentage, then it's going to affect you, right? So, And I know that of myself and I know that for a lot of people, most humans are going to feel like that. Then just don't look at your investment. And then if you if you know your finances, you know your long term strategy. You know that the market is gonna recover because if you look at the history, if you're aware of the market, almost every ten years, give or take, recession happens. The last recession we had was the housing bubble, you know. So so then it's 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 gonna happen. So if you if you have a good long term strategy, you have enough cash, and then your overall finances is in good shape, then you know you can ride this out. So, cause you, you, you are well diversified and you exactly know how to handle stuff like this that happened. And then I even wrote an article on LinkedIn about like, you know, about layoff because uh, someone asked me a question, like they asked me, um, you know, what will happen if I get laid off? They're so scared of it. And I said, well, if you your finances in great shape, you shouldn't be affected of a layoff. If you have a good enough um, emergency fund, a couple of months, then you have enough money to to ride a layoff and then you have enough money to ride the recession. You have enough money to ride anything as long as you have a strong foundation to your finances plus you have a strong relationship with money.
0: Whether you're a personal brand or a fully fledged large company, Customer relationships are the biggest key to your success. But how do you make sure you're doing it right? Greenrope has all the answers. What Greenrope offers is a full-featured, complete customer relationship marketing system that not only encompasses business-integrated sales and operations, but also gives all your departments a full 360-degree view of your customers, giving you the data to create the optimal customer experience. We're talking unlimited users, unlimited emails, and no hidden fees. If you and your team could benefit from tools like marketing automation, fundraising tools, website building, and landing pages, go to Greenrope.com to get in touch and check out a live demo. Now back to our show. So a lot of people have been asking about their stimulus checks. Have you seen any changes in terms of people coming to you or not coming to you since the crisis?
1: When I'm working at TurboTax, yeah, I I did. We are getting a lot of um, <laughs> calls about you know your um about the stimulus checks. But I do want to go back to talking about like you know like like because of these times, people are starting to feel you know a little bit nervous and unstable, you know about about their money, right? So so I want to bring back like let's say if things are rocky, right? Like for example, like you know. If we're gonna talk about about our relationship with ourselves if we're depressed we don't feel good whatever but if you know how to self-care yourself you have a good relationship with yourself again I boil, I'm gonna go back to relationship then you will know what how to take care of yourself you know what you need because nobody's gonna know what you need versus just you so it goes down to money right like okay money's being rocky right now because of the recession this coronavirus. So if you have a strong relationship with money you're gonna be there for money no matter what like if it's it's um you know it's shaky like what does money need right now you know what how can you take care of money and then then you can't just be there for money when when things are going good right so if you have a bit having a good relationship means you're there for that thing or that person no matter what if it's good things are going good things are going bad you're there for them and you know there's just a nature of relationship but if you have a strong stable foundation you will be able to make it through just like you like when you have such strong foundation with yourself you have such strong love strong self-esteem and um yourself and you know how to care for yourself then you know that all boils down again to spirituality like you're very self-aware you know how to care for yourself and you know like if you're stressed like for me like i don't you know, I, I go my day by day based on how I'm feeling. I'm very aware. Like I know what my priorities are for the day. And I know when I'm starting to take on too much, like I know how many calls I can I can have in a day before I'm like, you know what, I, I can't do anymore. So I'll limit my calls. So so I'm always aware. I'm always aware of what I need for self-care. So I can always maintain my energy. So that again boils down to money. Like, you know, what's money needing? right? Like why Why are you feeling so rocky right now? So, what does it need? What do you need? So then we'll focus on the solution, and then, and you know, and then you can't just like push it away and like oh like there I have so much debt or like I can't pay anything anymore. Then if you push it away, it's it's never gonna go away, right? So it's the same thing with your traumas, like our, our personal traumas. Like people put a lot of crap away because like for example, they don't want to feel any feelings, they put it away. But then you'd never get to resolve that. It would just keep on coming up. So same concept with money. So a lot of things has a lot of connection with each other.
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I mean, this interview is a really good example of why I am always reluctant to make a detailed outline because the things that people say, no matter what the topic is, always bring me a lot of inspiration and I like to respond in the moment, you know, like right now you mentioned relationships and my brain just automatically triggered. The most difficult thing for me in relationships is forgiveness. It's really hard for me, like, because it makes me feel vulnerable, you know, and I just, I'm really bad at it. Um, And what's interesting is I've noticed that, become a parallel with me and my money
1: it's the same thing like for example like love right i mean you can't see that you know but you can feel the energy so that's that all boils down to your intuition you know you have to trust your intuition i think for a very very long time i just i just never trust my intuition i'm like you know i i always push it on the side i'm like no, that's not right. Blah blah, but you know, you you have a you have a best friend with you twenty four seven, which is your intuition. <laughs> so so, and then anytime you need something, you you just have to know how to access that intuition. So it works for everything, you know. Like you you have to trust your intuition with everything, even with money. You know, like you attract what you 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 think about. You attract what you what's what's in the moment. What you're ready for. So. If you're, you're always thinking like money's evil money you know making money is hard like you know people suck or like even like you know um i have a friend who's about well not a friend but acquaintance um she always think like uh old men are cheap so yeah she kept attracting men who was cheap then it actually validates her even more oh yeah men are really cheap so so yeah you you always attract you know what you're what you believe in, what your current energy system is. So I really truly believe that. So and you know, and I've taught my clients everything about, you know, making sure you're in the right mindset to attract the abundance you want, you know, making sure that you 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 know, what you feel about money is it is, is right, what you really want to attract. I mean if you if you think that, you know, if rich people are evil, then you'll never be rich because how can you become the person, the, the people that you hate, right? So, so you have to be aware of all that thoughts and your belief system, how you feel about everything around the energy of money.
0: That makes a lot of sense. You know, in data science, there's always, always talk about the relationship between interpretation, which is kind of like intuition in a way, and the numbers. What I'm curious about is how can we get people who are very numbers focused to believe more in their intuition?
1: So I'm a numbers person. (laughs) So I, I don't think they're independent of each other. I think it really all boils down to the person. So I think everyone has a spiritual side to them okay so it's just a matter of like them want to embrace it and then some people maybe they're just too logical they're scientific but i i do believe everyone do have connection to their intuition or their gut at some point just some some people just more aware of it and just some people just don't focus a lot of it but but people i think if you see the happy people that you know the more positive optimistic people they're usually more in tune with their their spirit and their their intuition so i think um you know everyone has to go through their own journey and i think everybody knows this this expression like yeah my gut tells me this is not good it's just my gut feeling so everyone has that gut feeling so i think i would just invite people to just be more in tune with the gut like you know what is your gut telling you right now what's your intuition telling you right now and to always validate that you know because like i think i truly believe your intuition is never wrong and then you just have to listen to it and then be quiet and listen to it and then and you know like and 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 many times and then it, it's usually always right and then if it's wrong then it could be like your emotions was clouding the judgment because there's a there's a difference between being emotional and then really listening, is is that your intuition talking? Is that or just your emotions talking? So you also have to know the difference. But throughout time, the more and more awareness you have, then the more easily it is to access your intuition.
0: It's interesting when you think about AI and the introduction of robots into all of our processes, even marketing. <laughs> and so it's interesting because at this point, we still rely a lot on human interpretation and i don't want to get to the point where that is seen as a weakness and we get you know replaced by something that doesn't have that weakness because i think it can be a strength you know interpreting the data does require human flexibility and sometimes emotion to really portray it in the right way that's going to speak to people
1: numbers is very straightforward okay so so people i can just look at someone's budget spreadsheet and i know what their values are i know where they want to spend their money us and stuff like that so so in terms of that numbers like i mean that's very easy to interpret but then like what i do is that what well, i when i use my intuition is that i will ask i will need to ask them the right question like you know what made them overspend in this particular area like what got to them, I have to know like how to ask the right question pretty much. And then, and I also teach my client how to, um, you know, pretty much just start to use their intuition. Like for example, um, you know, before I, I mean, I had a lady that um, she kept you know she kept um buying stuff from amazon i think because she she was just um bored and she was at a time in her life where, in um yeah i guess the kids were out of her home so she's probably starting to feel you know like not as needed so i i invite her to actually you know i um to focus on like what's important for her so we we went into the exercise of like you know what's important for you what what do you want to do like how can we find more stuff for you that's fulfilling because sometimes people just buy because you know they don't have anything else in their life that's fulfilling that meets their needs same thing with food so money and food are very you know connected to each other or they they have a lot of correlation like for example people eat a lot of food because you know there's a lot of issue there you know they might not be fulfilled anywhere else or they might have a lot of traumas they have to the results. so 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 with me like working with this particular client so we um you know i had her do homeworks of like what she enjoyed doing and then what you know maybe start her volunteering start there and then like just start her own homework and like hobbies like what can she enjoy what can she be full fulfilled on and then you know and then for now stop buying stuff on amazon for now and then let's focus on other stuff so so yeah that's um i guess that's where my intuition comes in place when trying to help my clients when looking at their numbers because numbers is very straightforward you just look at them say oh you know it's pluses and minuses but i can't really help my client until we actually really dig deep into the emotional stuff when, when it comes to the numbers
0: Well, my last question for you is bringing it back full circle to the data. Do you feel like your experience as a data analyst is still helping you or affecting your work now? And how is it affecting your work now?
1: So numbers is data. And I love looking at numbers and then um so in that sense like um yeah i I, i'm more a numbers person i'm not i'm not a visual graph person like i need numbers like for example if i track my metrics like you know like I, i track my metrics a lot on different social media platform how i'm growing like for linkedin so i always look at my numbers how am i growing what stuff am i doing is it going up or down so that's data so so for for money money is actually easy in a way to, to track your your um, you know how your progress because you can get your finances really easily all you have to do is just look at your bank account look at your credit card statement you can get it the detail up to the cent so that's what making uh being on top of your finances is easier or like at least a tracking part is easier than with food because like the tracking of the food the calories is very hard like All you can do is just Google. Oh, yeah, how many calories is a donut? But then like, the thing is that you don't know exactly how many calories it is. And you don't exactly know how many calories you're burning. So that's why when it comes to dollar and finances, it's so easy in terms of tracking. I mean, I'm not saying it's easy to get out of that. But the tracking part is so easy. The data is just there. You can just pick it out. You know exactly what money go out if if you're tracking, if you're aware. You know how much money is coming in. You just track it and you just you can just go online. You 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 know, as long as you have a good system, it's it's very easily tracked. So that's why I, I love the data because it's just so easy for me to see stuff and and I'm able to make um, you know, my retirement model just based on the data, how much I'm spending, what I need. So Everything I need I need data on I need uh, for me that my favorite data is numbers <laughs> because I'm a numbers person I'm a I'm a money person so and then I love looking at that stuff like taxes like I don't really love taxes but I do um, I, I enjoy learning about taxes how to um, be more efficient how to help my clients how to teach them how taxes work so I, I do enjoy that part and then it all boils down to numbers
0: Well, thank you so much, Christine. This was a really informative discussion, because for somebody who is so focused on the actual numbers that are just coming in and out of my bank and not really thinking deeper into the philosophy behind why these numbers may be what they are, it's really illuminating for me. And I hope that my audience feels the same because we've never really covered personal finance on DataFem before. And if anyone in the audience is interested in continuing this conversation, you know you can reach out to me on Twitter at DeCaiodata Data or through my email at dekayo at com. If you enjoyed this content and want to support the creation of more similar content, please consider becoming a patron of DataFem on Patreon. It's super easy at patreon.com slash datafem. And I look forward to seeing you all next week.